This is the Femme Perfect Podcast, episode 25, the last episode in our first season. Welcome to the Femme Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Carly Samudre, and I'm here to empower women by helping them learn the tools they need to get past shame and create a life they love. Together, we get to hear stories of women who have learned the secret to spending less time being perfect and instead cultivate more time being you, even the parts you once thought were imperfect. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest named Rachel Scott. Her and her husband, Willie, are children who experienced life in a blended family home. And when they became a blended family themselves, they both prayed that with his three children and her two, their own blended family journey would be better than what they experienced as kids. God answered that prayer, and now they both have a family of seven children, ranging from infant to adult. Rachel says her her passion is helping blended families find unity together, learning how to thrive, not just survive. And Rachel hopes that their testimony as one family will be a catalyst toward redemption for blended families who are struggling to find some common ground. I'm really excited to have her on, and this is the last episode in our first season, 25 episodes. Can you guys believe it? On this journey, through these 25 episodes, I really hope that you've learned different ways that women can experience shame and what to do about it. We talked about three categories, how to heal relationships between others. We talked about how to heal a relationship with yourself and also how to heal a relationship with your creator, with God. What I hope is that you would use this as a library of resources and tools. When you need to hear something, go back and find a title that really speaks to you and listen to it. Learn the uh, tools that these women are applying and know that you're not alone in whatever you face, whether it be struggling with a view of redeeming a view of biblical sexuality or learning to redefine a dream for your family after divorce or infertility, or maybe you're struggling with racial reconciliation or a justice issue in your life. Maybe you're trying to communicate better and learning how to advocate for your needs or the needs of someone else. I hope that this has been a platform for you to do your own work and not only do this in your own life, but start to see outwards, start to see other people's experiences, learn some more ways to be empathetic and to really make a difference in your life. Making a difference matters and you matter. I'm really excited to invite Rachel on because even if you've never experienced divorce or a custody battle or trying to blend a family together, you can help the women around you. You can open your eyes to a different experience and we can come together in community. That is the most important part of this podcast. And after this episode, I hope that you will learn Three overlooked and often underutilized ways to find peace in your life, no matter what you're going through. So without further ado, welcome with me, Rachel Scott. Rachel Scott, welcome to the Femme Perfect podcast. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you. Yes. Something that you say on your website is for 
women who are part of this blended family, they're trying to thrive, not just survive, which is so great because I feel like I hear a lot of times the clients that I work with are just trying to keep their heads above water, especially if they're trying to blend while in a custody battle with their spa- with their yeah. ex-spouse or with their ex-partner. And I'm wondering what what might these women might be feeling? Uh, I would definitely say that they are tired, like overwhelmed, not honestly. When I was going through it, and I can give my perspective, is when I was going through it, I couldn't tell you from one moment to the next how I would feel. If an email came through, if a, if a text message came through, if I was being pulled from an attorney, from my attorney for information, and it was a constant feeling of overwhelm because my employer still needed me to be fully present. My husband still needed me to be fully present. My children still needed their mom. Yet I was having all these demands pulled on me. So I was constantly feeling overwhelmed and tired and frustrated. Um, the best word to explain is overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But my encouragement is that they don't have to feel that. I wish I would have known what I know at this point that I didn't have to feel that way. Wow. Yes. So a lot of this podcast is letting women know, one, that they're not alone in their struggle. And then two, that there are some women who've walked the road before them and want to come alongside of them and hold their hand and be their guide. And so I'm really excited to start asking you about, I know a lot of women want that community. They want someone who understands, but they're too tired to go and seek that out. There are resources that are available that are practical um, and I actually have created a resource. I've created one because I didn't really find resources. <laughs> so it. I decided yeah. that I was going to create a resource and it's called 40 and 7. Um, and the idea behind it is that there are seven tools that I didn't realize I was walking through, but God was giving me these tools to give me peace during my custody battle. And so I was practicing them, practicing them not even knowing that I was actually walking through something that I could create for someone else. And then 40 scriptures. So I was constantly getting scriptures that really applied to what I was going through. And I was journaling the scriptures. I was talking to God through journaling. And so I constantly utilize journaling and scriptures and these these seven tools. So it's called 40 and 7 for the 40 scriptures that I used during my custody battle and the seven tools that were created outside of that. Uh, Rachel, first, I love that you found the need and just jumped and dive right in because you were like, no, women need to know about this. They need to know, uh, one, what I've been through and what that they can get through it too. And then two, 40 scriptures and seven tools that all came together to help you through this really tough time that you want to give to women. And I'm really excited. I want to dive in and I wish we could, yeah, I wish we could go through all seven, but I want to instead maybe pull three of those, anything that we could use to help women that are listening right now who find themselves in the middle of blending a family, trying to be fully present in multiple arenas in their life with whether they're trying to have a career whether they are trying to be present for their kids still whether they're trying to maybe they're going back to school who knows but uh, there's so many issues that these women could be going through could you start to tease out maybe three of those tools for us Absolutely. The first tool, and I would say definitely the most important tool that I have is decide immediately to give that thing to God. When I was going through the process, an email would come in and it would have this list of things I needed. And I would get so overwhelmed and get in my head because as women, we're so good at getting in our head. And I 
realized that I needed to give it to God immediately. Ultimately, I cannot, um, I wasn't able to predict how things would turn out. All I could do was what I could do and move forward. So I knew I had to give it to God because he had the final say anyway. So the, the first tool that I tell everyone is decide in that moment when you are feeling that emotion that's coming with whatever just happened, God, I'm going to give this to you. I can't, I can't carry this. Did you um, have any mantras or any reminders or any self-talk that remi- helped you to give it to God in the moment? Anything you found helpful? Yes, I did. The one thing that I would tell myself is this too shall pass. Mm, and so that good. was just life giving to me during that moment is I got to I'm going to give this to you and this is going to pass. Then the second one that I would tell women is breathe. God breathe the breath of life into us so he can constantly do that um, when we allow him to. So I didn't realize how much tension was being created by what I was going through um, until one day I was with someone and they kind of helped me like take a deep breath and literally like breathe out my my stress, my anxiety. And that's when I realized like I'm carrying a tension headache from just not from taking everything in and not breathing. And so just taking a moment and breathing in and breathing out was huge for me in those moments before I would respond to anything. As a reminder, at this point, giving it to God and breathing already two steps and I haven't responded to anything. I think we feel like we have to just respond, but that's not the case. We have to kind of get ourselves prepared for it. And then the last one I would say is determine the distraction. So it's so funny (laughs) because I found that I was so it, it was intended the moment that the email would come in, it was something else I was supposed to be doing that I was distracted from. So whether it was I was supposed to be preparing myself to getting the kids lunches together, but now I have to respond to this email. Well, no, my focus should remain what it was intended to be, which is getting the kids lunches together. Like, what is the reason the distraction came? I was supposed to be working on a book, but now I have to respond to this email. OK, no, this is a distraction. Let me get back focused and I will get back to that. So those are three major things I would tell people just off the bat. So first, decide to give those things immediately to God in that moment. This too shall pass. I love it. Second, breathe. We forget to breathe out and because we hold it all in because we feel like we're holding the world already. So it makes sense. You're going to not breathe. Right. And then focus. What did that email distract you from? Whatever it distracted you from, that's the thing you need to go back to because that's the important thing. That's the priority. That's getting getting your kids to school or lunch or um, saying something to your husband or writing that book. Um, Whatever that is, focus your attention on whatever you were distracted from. That's the main thing. Prioritize. Is that, am I getting it right? Absolutely. You got it. Oh, man. Rachel, did you find anything surprising happened when you started to do this stuff? So, yes, when I actually started um, walking through these tools, when I would breathe, I'm like, wow, I feel better. When in the moment I would give it to God, I was I just my day went smoother. When I the biggest thing for me, honestly, was determine the distraction. Um, my husband and I were out for our anniversary and I got a, um, an email and I was like so messed up after that. And I did, and I decided I didn't want to be that thrown off anymore. So I realized in that moment, like this distraction was for that. Like I'm supposed to be hanging with my husband, enjoying our anniversary. And once I realized that when I determined the distraction, I can determine how I feel the rest of the day. Um, that was just huge that I got so much peace. 
so much peace. Each one of these things in its own way will give you a different um, way of experiencing peace. And that was the goal of it. Is this what you're going to be talking about in your new book? So the book is really small, but I did that on purpose because who has time when you're going through a custody battle to read a really big book? (laughs) Like you need something simple. And then the journal is a little bit thicker because I gave pages for you to write. Um, I would literally even take a journal with me when I was going to court and I would be writing while I was sitting in the hallway, um, just writing however I was feeling, whatever emotion I was feeling. It's just, oh, it's journaling awesome. is huge. It is. And really being mindful and staying present to what you're feeling in the moment. A lot of what you said um, was determine the distraction, breathe and giving it to God immediately right before you even act. That's being present in the moment. And I'm sure yes. that's helping you with your kids. Do you find this stuff helping with your, you and your kids, even if you're not in your custody battle anymore? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can imagine. <laughs> Absolutely. These are things that I think women could start applying in their lives right now, no matter what situation they're in really, but especially if they're so overwhelmed and trying to find peace. I was wondering if you could talk to us a little bit more about being in a blended family and creating that unity in your family. Now that you can breathe, now that you can be present, how do you know if your blended family is just surviving or if it's thriving? Oh my goodness. I Let me just say, I love the dynamics of my blended family. It is not perfect. And I love to say that because I don't want anyone to think that I'm like this perfect blended family. It is far from it. We have hiccups along the way. We are growing together. But I believe that that is the root of what it's about. We are all growing together. We're learning each other. We are experiencing life together. Um, we are just journeying and, and becoming more of what we were intended to be. Um, for me, thriving is just like, looking years down the line, what will that look like? Will it look like I don't want, I won't be present or will it look like they'll be coming around? And my heart's desire is that they will want to come around. We have a 21 year old. And even to this point, he comes around whenever we have things going on, whenever we invite him, we invite him to come up, he comes up and he hangs with us. And that just brightens my heart because I know that that wasn't, that doesn't have to be the experience. I was intentional and I kind of want to talk to the, to the, stepmoms out there or someone that knows one. One of the key things I did was recognize my position. I felt like my husband kind of expected me to be mom. My older three, their mom had passed. And so, of course, when everything kind of, when we got married, he wanted them to have another mother. And I kind of tried to work off of filling that role for a while, but then it just didn't work for me because that's not what they needed. That, you know, it wasn't what they needed. Um, so I, one day I kind of got to a head and I just prayed and I said, God, what am I supposed to be doing right now? I can't do this. And it was as if so clear as day. he just said, I never put the pressure on you to be mom. All I need you to be is a godly, uh, a godly wife to their father, a godly example of a mother to their younger siblings and everything else will go from there. And that's exactly what happened. Wow. I love the way that you're accepting and going to the Lord to figure out, okay, what? They don't need me to, to replace mom. They need me right. in a different way. Yep, that, that's it. And I realized that um, I was the only one that could be a wife to their father and show them what a godly wife looks like. 
no one else can do that now. Who else is going to do that? So if I focus right. so much on other things, then they miss the opportunity to see that. Right, right. So that was huge. And it seems like when you were talking about your son coming back around, it seems like he feels good to do that. How do we create those safe spaces for our kids to come back around to us? You know, I truly believe that it is in what they see you doing consistently when they come around, that when they have the option to come around, they want to. So one of the things that we've done is we have a family day. And this may be helpful to some people just kind of trying to figure out how to navigate this thing. We have um, a family day. Every Tuesday in our house is family day. Um, and, you know, sometimes life kind of changes it up so we don't get overly um, stuck on it, but we try to be as consistent as possible. And we just are very intentional with that family day. Um, on We have four categories we pull from, which is faith, finances, fun, and what is the last one? Gifting. So faith, finances, fun, and gifting. And each Tuesday, we're going through one of those. Like this week, we're going to be talking about finances, and we found like an awesome tool for that. Giftings is maybe like my little one. He likes to play instruments, and he likes to play the drums, so we'll all act like a band that day. I mean, just something to make everyone excited and look forward to that day. So everyone looks forward to Tuesdays, which is family day. But even people that they don't necessarily have their children every weekend, having a consistent something that you do really is key because then they'll come back around. They'll have memories. They'll have a reason. And they'll have something to come around and talk about. So I would just encourage everyone to have that. Yeah. And so faith finances, fun and gifting with especially with fun and gifting. It seems like you're really valuing each child that you can come around. And so I love the way that you're connecting and providing that space to say you are an important part of this family. We want to make this whole day about you playing the drums and we are in a band like that's yes, so, such a connection. <laughs> and then even with finances, um, talking about real life stuff. Like how, we do not get taught about how to do your life well in school. Right. We get taught math and reading, but we don't get taught things like how to how to do your finances well. So it's really cool that you guys are creating a shared family culture around faith, finances, fun, and gifting. Do you have any yes. other family values that really dictates your guys' time together as a family? Yes. Um, one of the things we love to say is that we're not an ordinary family. We're an extraordinary family. So that really helps them navigate when why we do things the way that we do. So we we do a lot together. I, I can say that we we are very intentional with doing a lot of things together. And, what, and you know, they get older, kind of like, oh, why do we have to do this? Da, da, da. But it's like, hey, this is kind of what we do. They don't understand the value of it until they kind of get out the house. And they're like, oh, your family didn't do that. Your family doesn't do that. You know, and they realize then at that point what it's all about, what it's all um, intended to be about, which is to make sure that they're growing and they're experiencing life in the home so that they're ready for life outside the home. You say that authenticity is a huge value for you on your website, especially uh, just in being real and telling families what it might look like, how to know your blended family is thriving. I was wondering if there was one way that I don't know if you could just explain a little bit more about authenticity and what that looks like for you and your family. Could you let us know? Yes, um, I am really big on authenticity because I know that it is so easy to just look perfect 
and have the perfect image. And then we set this standard for ourselves that's really impossible to reach. So I like to share what I'm experiencing and what our family has gone through so that other people can know you're not the only one. So as often as possible, we just kind of share our hearts with people. Hey, this is what's going on with us. This is how we're feeling today. Um, even on our, he said, she said, we have like a Facebook live that we do. He said, she said, and on there, those are like our real raw moments. <laughs> you may hear kids in the background. You may hear, see one of us go away and go kind of get one of them together. But it's literally just about, we want to be real so that you can know through our um, authenticity, how you can experience some freedom. Um, it's just, it's really hard to be in this perfect image. And I know as moms, we want that. Like we don't want to not feel like ever we have everything under control. But when you see someone let down their guards, you're ready to let yours down a little bit too. And that's really where the angle we come from. Yeah, I heard someone say recently, it's about connection, not impression. Uh, and That's good. <laughs> yeah, I know. When I heard that, I was like, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, definitely. Yes. So this Facebook Live with He Said, She Said sounds so fun and so real. Um, is that, where is that? Where can we find that? So um, our Facebook Live is on Better Than Blended Facebook. So you just go on there and like it. And every um, Sunday at 9 o'clock, I always get the time kind of mixed up, but it's 9 o'clock Eastern Standard. Great. We are on Facebook Live and we're talking about different topics, either that people have mailed in questions, um, email questions, or just something going on that we're like, hey, this would be really good to share with some other people that may have struggled in this area. Awesome. Rachel, is there any one last thing that you would want our listeners to really walk away with today? Um, the one thing that I would say, which I've said before, but this was life changing for me, which is that this too shall pass. I think that so often we feel like what we're going through is never going to go away and it's never going to end and it's going to continue cycling through. But knowing that it's going to pass and you're going to get over this hump and you're going to get over this experience, if you keep that in the back of your mind, then you don't have to say stay stuck in that point. But you can constantly have that level of encouragement when the whirlwind is going on around you that, you know what, I'm going to get through this. I'm not necessarily going to stay in this. I am absolutely going to get through this and this too shall pass. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the podcast and telling us a little bit more about your experience, about your book and this, these resources to help women learn how to just stay present, to have a great family culture, but how to also get through some of the tougher moments of what it looks like, especially in the midst of a custody battle. I'm just so thankful that you Thank are you. coming out and stepping in and filling a gap where this, there wasn't something like this before. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. I am so thankful Rachel came on the podcast. That was so great. I hope you have a lot of practical tools to try in your life right now, regardless if you are in a blended family or not. These are tools that you can apply no matter where you are in your life stage and what your family looks like. Thank you, ladies, so much for joining me. When I started dreaming of this podcast last August, I had no idea what was in store. It's been almost a year and our first season has ended. I'm going to take a break because I want to pray. I want to center and I want to ground. And I want to see where God is going to keep on taking this podcast. I have some ideas, but I want to hear from you and what you have loved, what you would like more of 
which podcast episodes were your favorite and why so I can keep on doing these things that are most helpful for you. Community is one of the biggest aspects of this podcast and so I loved getting to meet new women and having more interviews but I also loved teaching a little bit about what I know as a counselor and where I'm growing and share a little bit of my life too so you would know that I'm a normal regular human and a woman learning to embrace every part of who God made me to be even the parts that I thought were imperfect. So if this resonated with you, I want to invite you to join our FemPerfect community on Facebook. It is a closed Facebook group only for the listeners of the podcast, and I'm going to grow it while I'm on a break as well. So we're going to have more Facebook lives. We're going to have more interaction from you guys. So you can have a voice in this podcast even more directly than what you have now. If you go to femperfect.com backslash EP25, you will get the show notes for this episode but you'll also be able to hit the subscribe button so you can be on our newsletter email and I'm going to give you a free download of all the things that we've learned today and the episodes that correspond with them so you can have this tool saved right on your desktop and when you're really feeling stressed you'll have all uh, a summary of the tools that we've learned so far it's going to be a free download for you but you can only get it if you're subscribed to the femme perfect newsletter I want to thank you all so much for being here, for spending time with me in the car, maybe while you're making dinner, maybe while you're just running some errands. I really feel like the women who've reached out to me, I've gotten to know. Uh, I've been so blessed to become your friends. I feel like you know a little bit about me, and when you reach out to me and tell me a little bit about you, it makes me feel not alone. It makes me know that other people are out there and we can share a little bit of life together, even if it's just through the radio for a little bit uh, or through your earbuds. So I love you all. I really do. You guys make my day and it is my joy to share this life with you. You are not alone. You matter. And I look forward to seeing you for the Femme Perfect Podcast Season 2. So stay tuned. Let's get past shame together.